All right, ready for the word? Are you ready for the word? Sure you're ready for the word? No sound like you mean it. Ready for the word? All right, hold somebody says, leave them my lesson is together. Our Father, you're not saying like you mean it. Our Father, the name of your Son, Jesus, who received revelation that is found in Christ. There is no confusion in this atmosphere. We behold you as we see ourselves in need. Your name alone is glorified and we are edified. Amen. 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 All right. Amen. This morning we're starting a new series. And um, as we approach our annual camp meeting, um, camp meeting is coming up. Um, as we approach our camp meeting, supernatural camp meeting, um, we start a new series. I call this Flowing with a Local Church. Flowing with the local church. We can do flowing with the local church. Flowing with the local church. Ephesians 4. Ephesians 4, verse 11 to 16. Ephesians 4, 11. Let's open our Bibles there quickly. Flowing with the local church. Ephesians 4. 11 says, And he gave some apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers for the perfecting of the saints. And now says, For the work of ministry, for the defining of the body of Christ. And now says, Till we all come in the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God unto a perfect man, and unto the mayor of the statue of the fullness of Christ, that we be henceforth no more children, tossed to and fro, and carried about with every wind of doctrine, by slight of men, and cunning craftiness, whereby they lay in wait, whereby they lie in wait to deceive. In us is but speaking the truth in love, we may grow up, Unto him or into him in all things, which is the head, even Christ, from whom the whole body fitly joined together and compacted by that which every joint supplied, according to the effectual working in the measure of every part, maketh increase in the body. Unto the edifying of itself in love. Amen. <clears throat> Let's see <clears throat> Act 2. <clears throat> Act 2. Let's look at Act 2. Or we can look at Act 1. Let's see Act 1. We can see from verse 8. Act 1, verse 8. We'll read a couple of scriptures this morning that we'll get into what we'll, our major point. Uh, we said we are flowing right with the local church, right? So we prepare for our camp meeting. It's important that we <clears throat> we steer ourselves up to understand uh, what we are all about. Look at in Acts 1 verse 8. It says, you shall receive power 
After that, the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and ye shall be witnesses unto me, both in Jerusalem, in all Judea, and in Samaria, and unto the uttermost parts of the earth. Look at in Acts 2. <clears throat> Let's see from verse 32. Acts 2, 32. At 2.32, this was Jesus' ascension. When Jesus ascended, and um, after the day of Pentecost, and after Jesus' exaltation, when he ascended, he gave the Holy Ghost. Then Peter preached to them, in Acts 2, he says, This Jesus has God raised up, wherefore ye are all witnesses. And I says, Therefore being exalted by the right hand of God, it now says, and having received the Father, the promise of the Holy Ghost, because they've received the promise of the Holy Ghost at this point, and now says, he shed forth these which ye now see and hear. And as for David is now ascended unto the heavens, but he says, the Lord said unto my Lord, sit unto my right hand, and say, I make thy foes thy foes too. And they kept going like that. I'll skip down to verse 38. Then Peter said unto them, no, they asked him in 37, men and brethren, what shall we do? Then Peter said unto them in 38, he says, repent and be baptized. He says, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of sins, and ye shall receive the Holy Ghost. <clears throat> Hallelujah. <clears throat> So the first time you will see the expression of the Holy Ghost on the earth was in Acts 2. And he told them, remember I told them in Acts 1, it says, You shall receive the Holy Ghost starting in Jerusalem until you be endued with power from on high and you shall receive the Holy Ghost. It says after that the Holy Ghost will come upon you. Then in Acts 2, the day of Pentecost came and the Holy Ghost came upon them. But the first thing you must observe is that you must, the people who believe Jesus, who came together at this, um, when after the day of Pentecost, or on the day of Pentecost, it was reported that about 120 people were gathered together and fellowship together. But in 1 Corinthians 15, about 500 people, let, let's, let's go there, go to 1 Corinthians 15. About 500 people, you know, when you come to church, church is a Bible school. I've always told you, uh, you come to learn Bible, so don't be, don't be scared of opening your Bible too much. Uh, in fact, if you go to a place where they don't open Bible too much, just know they want to deceive you in that place. This is the truth. Because we don't have any other, any other curriculum or any other material outside the Bible. Well, look at the 1 Corinthians 15, in verse 6. He says, uh, look at in verse, let's start from verse 4. He that was buried and he rose again the third day according to the scripture. It was seen of Kephas. Kephas is Peter. Uh, you get what I'm saying? It's just the, um, it's just another way they called his name. Uh, you get what I'm saying? So it was seen of Peter, then of the twelve. Then he now says, after that it was seen of about 500 brethren at once. So about 500 people saw him after the resurrection. You get what I'm saying? They saw him. So that means about 500 people saw him leaving the heads or ascending from the head. But those 500 people didn't gather on the day of Pentecost. Are you seeing it? Yes, Are you guys seeing Okay, let me sh let's go back to Heart 1. So you see how many people were gathered on the day of Pentecost. Go to Heart 1. 
at one. All these details of my so that I could see if so you probably, you know, I, there's something they do now on social media. Uh, I think it's this street, street trivia. So I'll just come and stop you and say, how many people saw Jesus on the day of resurrection? Get the answer and win $500. You know, I say, um, my pastor did not teach me. I'm teaching you now. How many people saw the CDs on social media? I say, how many people, okay, how many people were in the upper room? Uh, so they get this and you pick anything you want in Walmart. How many people see those? You say, my pastor did not teach me. I'm saying it now. <laughs> All right, look at it outward. Look at the verse 13. Let's see. These details are very private. It just helps you accustom yourself to the Bible. Look at it in Acts 1 verse 13. It says, and when they came in, and when they were coming, they went above into the upper room, where they abode Peter and James, John, Andrew, Philip, Thomas, Bartholomew, Matthew, James, the son of Alphaeus, son, Simon, Zeliot, Judas, the brother of James. So now these are all the disciples. It says they continued in one accord in prayers and supplication with the women and Mary, the mother of Jesus. So Mary, the mother of Jesus, was with them on the day of Pentecost. So you should understand that Mary spoke in tongues. You know, some people worship Mary now, but that same Mary worshiped Jesus and spoke with tongues. Are, are you surprised? Uh, you are seeing it now. The Mary, you know, the Mary, the mother of Jesus that people worship today. I just don't want to mention anything, just for peace sake. <laughs> but that same Mary spoke with tongues. She was on the upper room with them. She says, Mary, the mother of Jesus, and his brethren. So, and in those days, Peter stood up in the midst of the disciples and said, the, and the number, look at this, they now bracket it. The number of the names together were about what? And 120. Does that make sense? So that means it could actually be all of them together, or 120 plus the 12. Are you getting what I'm saying? But it's estimated, according to history or anyway, that all of them in that upper room were about 120 people. Does that make sense? Now, but don't forget, 500 people, Paul recorded that 500 people saw him on the uh, ascension, leaving the earth. So, you know, he gave them those instructions, and those instructions was that tarry in Jerusalem in Acts 1. It says, tarry in Jerusalem, Acts 1 verse 8. It says, yeah, you shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost is come upon me, but ye shall be witnesses unto me in Jerusalem, Samaria, and Judea, and to the uttermost part of the earth. But those ones didn't come together. We can say, the people that, the, the 500 people are people that come for Sunday service, the other 120 people are the ones that come for weekly service. I got you there. <laughs> I got you there. You don't know that Sunday service is more full. The weekly service is just serious brethren. I've ever grew up in church where they go to service in the in, on midweek service. Have you and you normally go to church on midweek service growing up. Just three people. Wow. I, really? You don't go for weekly service? You see? So that's how you miss the Holy Ghost. <laughs> Just joking. <laughs> well, anyway, that's how it works. Like the 500 people came on Sunday service, midweek service, prayer meeting, never. And you know they were praying in prayer meeting. No, it's just the 120 serious brethren. All the 500, the remaining 500, well, 500 minus 120 is how much? Uh, that's about how many? Those 380 came and said, these guys are drunk with new wine later. <laughs> 
I, I got you there. So, see why you should come for me doing service. You don't know when the Holy Ghost will come. Don't say, Pastor, what are you saying? I know what I'm saying. Anyway, first thing you must observe is that the people who believe Jesus came together. And according to the commandment of the Lord Jesus, they came together. So when Jesus resurrected, like I said, about 120 people were gathered together on the day of Pentecost. But about 500 people was reported to have seen him or fellowshiped with him. And, but they weren't there at major times. So that means 120 men obeyed the instructions to gather. And if there's anything we see in the scriptures is that there is a strong commandment in the scriptures that believers must gather. It's so wrong that believers would not like church. It's, it's not a good thing. I mean, I remember when I was growing up, our service used to be, um, our service used to be like at 10 a.m. like this, but I would have been in church from about 6, 7 a.m. You know why? Because I had responsibilities to undo. And I don't leave church till about maybe 6 in the evening. Because after service, service can finish around 12, we'll clean the church back, arrange it, pack all the chairs, because that place, we'll pack all the chairs back to another place. Then we'll, you know, in fact, before service then, we, we didn't have ties like this, so we'll come early in the morning to wet the floor for brethren so that the, the service will not be dusty for them, you know. And, you know, but in our today's world, you find people who tell you they don't like church. They don't like that fellowship of the brethren, and that is not too good. In Acts 2, verse 38, look at what Paul said. They asked him, look at what they did. Look, look, just look at something. Now, this was after the day of Pentecost. Paul now preached. Remember, there was 30,000 people who were there saying these guys were drunk, right? Paul, Peter now, not Paul now, Peter now preached to them in verse 37. He told them, they now asked Peter in verse 37, Acts 2, 37. He says, men and brethren, what shall we do? Then in 38, Peter said unto them, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. And ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. That is, they will now receive what they are able to do, right? They will be able to speak with that same tongues. Are you getting what I'm saying? Like they did. That's what he's talking about there. And I says, for this promise is unto you, for unto your children, and all that are found, even as many that call of the Lord, that, as many that call, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. And with many other words he testified, Exhort, saying, save yourself untoward generation. And look at it, verse 41. They that gladly receive his word were baptized, and the same day were added unto them 3,000 souls. But do you see that? What happened was that immediately they got saved, filled with the Holy Ghost. What was the next action? We just read it. What was the next action? What was the next action? Verse 41. And what? 
they were added to the church. They didn't just leave them alone and say, now that you are filled with the Holy Ghost, go home and go and enjoy yourself. The next thing they did was that they were added to the church. So that means he explained the gospel to them and they added that particular number to the church. And it was reported according to history that those 3,000 guys were not from Jerusalem. There were people who came from other nations to celebrate the Feast of Pentecost. What is the Feast of Pentecost? 49 days after the living bread, the 50th day is Pentecost. That's why it's called 50 Pentecost. So it's a big celebration just like Thanksgiving is coming. In our world today where we gather together, we eat turkey and all of those things, they had their own Pentecost. So all of those things, like how you would travel home, go to meet your family, okay, let's celebrate Thanksgiving, and they came back. But what happened? They didn't leave. Because the instruction of scripture is that when a man is saved, he gathers with fellow believers. So as they were being saved, they were added into the church. Into the church. So the first thing to do when you see a new convert, you see somebody who is a believer, somebody tells you I'm a Christian and the person doesn't go to church, that's a red flag. Are you hearing what I'm saying, guys? Tell your neighbor, say that's a red flag. No, it doesn't sound like you mean it. That's a red flag. You see someone who is born again, who is saved, doesn't go to church, that's a red flag. Because the instruction in scriptures is that we must belong to a local assembly. We must fellowship with the brethren. Look at Act 19, another scenario. Look at Act 19. Let's see for verse, verse 3. Act 19, let's see for verse 3. Or let's start from verse 4. Let's see verse 4. It says, Act 19, I'll wait for you. Act 19. We said we are studying what? Flowing what? With the local church. At 19 verse 4 it says, Then said Paul, Then said Paul, John verily baptized with the baptism of repentance, saying unto the people that they should believe on him, on, we, on him we should come after him, that is, on Christ Jesus. And when they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. And that says, and Paul laid his hands on them, and the Holy Ghost came on them, and they did what? They spoke with tongues and what? Prophesied. And the men were about what? Twelve. But what did they do in verse 8? They went into the synagogue. Could we say they went to church? Immediately they were saved. The next action was they went to the synagogue. Spoke boldly in the space of three months, disputing, disputing and persuading the things concerning the kingdom. The kingdom of God, but when divers were hardened and believed not and spake evil of the of that way before the multitude, he departed from them and separated the disciples, disputing daily the school the school of one theranos. One theranos, the school of one theranos simply means like saying, You are. But that you are is like a theological center. Are you getting what I'm saying? And they are just using the space in you are. So the next activity 
in salvation is that you are brought into a community. That is why you will see somebody get saved today, being born again, but yet doesn't have any basis of his salvation because he has no fellowship with the right people. So in salvation, you are brought into a community. Nobody is saved to isolation. Nobody. That thing people say, uh, 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 I'm coming to it very soon. Nobody is saved to isolation. You are saved into a community, into a family. So my salvation makes me saved into a family. So, and the church is God's family. Tell your neighbor, say the church. You're not sounding like you mean it. Is God's family. First Corinthians 12, verse 12. 1 Corinthians 12, 12. Are you following me this morning? All right. First Corinthians 12, 12. It says, For as the body is one and at many members, all the members of that one body, being many, are one body, so is Christ. So there is no salvation that approves you to be in isolation. No salvation like that. No Christianity. Anyone who teaches you Christianity that says you should do it alone. You should have your... People say, my Lord, I'm my personal savior. It's not your personal savior. It's everybody's savior. Anybody who teach you Christianity that you can fellowship and watch online. It's not... They are doing, a, they are doing you a disservice. Now... Technology has changed. People now think, some people, now, look at something. Let's, let's take, how many of you watch soccer here? Uh, okay, cool, 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 okay. How many of you are Man, Man United fans? One, two, okay, three, okay. Man United fans, so all of you, all right, leave the service. <laughs> I'm just joking. <laughs> I'm just joking. Well, we are going through tough times, but... Those time never lasts. <laughs> so imagine I'm watching a Manchester United game. Am I in Old Trafford? What am I doing? I'm only watching it. So that's the same thing that happens with service. You are not there. If you say you want to watch online, you are not there. Look at how we prayed this morning. It seemed like the glory of God filled this room. How does somebody online wants to catch that? You know, person will just log off and come back after the prayer and say, what is this they are doing? I don't understand. I'll call back later. I didn't get to what I'm saying. So, you are not saved to isolation. You are not. Anyone who teaches you that your salvation is so personal that you can just serve God on your own, just study your Bible on your own, just do this on your own, ah, they are deceiving you. You need a family. You need a local church. You need a place where you'll be thought. In Psalm 68 verse 6, I like going to that scripture a lot. Psalm 68 verse 6, it says, look at what it says there. He says, God set the solitary in families 
and bringeth out those who are bound with chains, but the rebellious dwell in a dry, in a dry land. So there is a family. Tell your neighbor, say there is a family. There is a family. You've got to belong to a family. Some people sit down at home, Sunday service, that's the day, that's the time they are rolling from one pillar to post on their bed. It's good. I would love to do that. I do. I've been up since about, since about, I mean, maybe like 2 a.m. this morning. I slept around 8 just to, I slept back around 8 just to at least close my eyes a bit. I mean, I would love to, I struggle to even stand up around almost nine. I was like, oh my God, do I really have to come to church today? So I say, is it because it's the pastor, that's why you come? Oh, I'm in your same shoe. <laughs> but this is a responsibility. Are you getting what I'm saying? This is a responsibility. Yesterday, I thought about nine hours. And I, I, I couldn't sleep more. Today again, I'm back again. How do you get to what I'm saying? Because it's a responsibility. We are a family. Look at your neighbor say, we are a family. We are a family. So, so what do we do with a family? We support one another. We are for one another. We are a family. Every believer, he is a member of your family. As far as the man is born again and he's in the street, he is your family, he is your brother, he is your sister. That's why we use the term brother, sister. Because you are our brothers, you are our sister. So every member of the family, it's everybody who is a member of the local church belongs to a family. And that is where growth is supplied. So, a local assembly, if somebody asks you, what is a local church? What is a local assembly? A local assembly is the gathering of believers within the same locality. We are in the same city, same place. We are gathering together, fellowshipping together, growing together. It doesn't necessarily have to be in Rochester. It can be in Maryland. You are gathering together, fellowshipping together, however small it is. Some people, they want to be in a place where everywhere is big. It's cool. I would love to do that. I would love to be there too. Be there too. But we are a family. And in that local church, there is a leader and a shepherd. And the local church is given to nourish and to feed you. The essence of the local church is to nourish and feed you. Tell your neighbor, say the essence of the local church. The essence of the local church. You're not sounding like you mean it. The essence of the local church is to nourish, is to nourish and, feed you. and feed you. That is the essence of the local church. Hebrews 13 verse 7. Let's go there quickly. Hebrews 13 verse 7. Some will be wondering, how is this flowing with the things of the Spirit in the local church and in the Ascoshika <laughs> meeting. It's going to matter soon. <laughs> it's going to matter soon. Hebrews 13 verse 7. Remember them which have the rule over you, who have spoken unto you the word of God, whose faith follow, considering the end of their salvation. 
It says, remember them who have rule over you. So if somebody asks you, who has rule over you in the local church, what would you say? Do you have that person? <laughs> so every place, there are those giving to rule over them. So there is supposed to be a leader, there is supposed to be a pastor. Because God requires the account of every believer from a pastor. I am going to stand on the judgment day and give account of all my members. Who is going to give account for you? You can be coming to church and just be sitting there every time, but yet you are not committed. I don't know you. I only know those who are committed to us. That's the truth. It's like saying you are a fan. You know, there's difference between fan and remembers. I don't know if you know what I'm talking about. You know, there's fan club and there's membership club. <laughs> Some people they can say they are Chelsea fans, but they cannot name 10 players in Chelsea. You know, those are... <laughs> Today is not the day for them. At least we are, still, we are still over them on the table. We are still above them on the table. <laughs> now, see, God requires in the scriptures that the pastor, the leader, will give account. Look at in verse 17 of that same Hebrews. Look at in verse 17 of that same Hebrews. Hebrews 13, 17. It says, obey them that have rule over you and submit yourself. Look at that. It says, submit yourself for the wash of, there's a wash for your souls as they must what? Give account that they might do it with what? With joy and not with grief for that is unprofitable to you. So that means there will be a time I will stand as a pastor and I will say, and the Lord will ask me, what of that member? And I will say, Father, I tried my best. That's with grief. You know, the Bible says it's going to be unprofitable to you. Your cell leaders in your several locations, if you're watching me everywhere you are, anywhere, your cell leaders will give account for you. Maryland, um, IU, Moonsin, everywhere we have our churches, you get, your cell leader will give account. And the Lord will ask them one day, what is, why is this person? Yes, because the Lord is going to ask us. That was why Jesus gave us an analogy in, in the book of Matthew. He told us, he said that when some people come to me saying, Lord, Lord, he will say, I don't know them, depart from me. So that means every pastor will stand and at their back, it will be their members. And the Lord will ask them, who is this brother? I'll say, Lord, well, I mean, he's been very faithful. He's been very good. He's good. I'll say, what about that sister? Well, <laughs> ah, Lord, you, you have seen everything. <laughs> you have seen everything. Some people, on the last day, they will even know the, the pastor to stand by their door, at their back. Now, you might not like what I'm saying, but that's the truth. Some people don't like the truth. I mean, uh, you are not paying me. <laughs> so, uh, I'm going to tell you the truth. 
I don't collect salary from Subaraja Community Church. So, <laughs> so I'll tell you the truth. Some people, are, they won't even know where to stand because they have several pastors. And this pastor is for this. This pastor is for this. This pastor is my YouTube pastor. This pastor is my Netflix pastor. This pastor is my uh, Google Drive pastor. This pastor is my SoundCloud pastor. Different. So, on the last day, who will you not follow? When the pastors are studying and the Lord is giving account, who will give account for you? These things matter. And no pastor will give account for somebody who is not committed. I'm not going to give account for somebody I don't see every day. Will I lie to Jesus Christ? No, I, I, I mean, we are standing before God and God is telling you, we will we, be trying to package things and say, Lord, you know, uh, someone who has seen everything. Are you getting what I'm saying, guys? I know it's looking like I'm shooking you this morning, but you've got to be shook. <laughs> you've got to hear the truth. God commits the responsibility and the growth of men in the hands of men. God on his own cannot come and help you grow. It's not possible. He would do it through men. That was why in Ephesians 4, 11, it says he gave gifts to men. Some pastors, prophets, apostles, teachers, for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of ministry, that you are henceforth no more toes, to and fro with every wind of doctrine. So you will be stable. So as a believer, your commitment to the local church helps you being stable. The Holy Spirit is not your pastor. You can't say the Holy Spirit is your pastor. That's not, that's, men are your pastor. Men are your leaders. But you will submit to them. Look at what it says in that 17. Obey them that have rule over you. Submit yourself to them. For the worst for your souls has they must give account. So we're going to give account. So, if a saint doesn't give expression to the work of the ministry, he is on his own. In the local church, there is a leader. There is a leader. And that leader, look at it in 1 Timothy 5 verse 17. 1 Timothy 5 verse 17. Because the scriptures are replete with all of these things. 1 Timothy 5 verse 17. 1 Timothy 5 17. 1 Timothy 5 17. 1 Timothy 5, 17. Are you following me this morning? If you are getting blessed, let me see your hands. Uh, you're not raising your hands. Let me see. Okay, cool. It says, let the elders that rule well be counted of double honor, especially those, they who labor in the word and doctrine. In the word and doctrine. So the primary responsibility that God has given the leader of a local church is to feed you word and doctrine. Would I do other things for you? Yes. But what's my primary responsibility? Word and doctrine. I will feed you the word, teach you the word, 
That's why our messages are on SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. So if you don't have SoundCloud, you can use Apple Podcasts. You don't have Spotify, you can use. It's a streaming platform, and those streaming platforms are on your phone. If you don't even say, if you say you don't have data, don't worry. We have Google Drive. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. Just because our responsibility is to feed you the word. Double honor is for the leader who is not, double honor is not for the leader you see on TV. It's not for the leader you see on TV. Some people, their pastor is on TV. I remember when I first met Chiamaka many years ago. I mean, she's born again now. She, used to, she told me that she said, my pastor is this so 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 and so pastor. It passed on to you. I said, do you know him? He said, no. Do you? Has he called you before? Ah, no. Does he lay hands on you? No. So how is he your pastor? Me. I'm coming to you every day. In fact, I'm even buying your groceries. So as at that time, you will need banana. say, please, can I, can I buy banana? <laughs> Why are you covering your head? <laughs> This was years ago, I mean, well, I mean, years ago. <laughs> Some people, their pastor is on TV, and when they are going through problems, who will cancel them? You don't understand. Who will cancel? It's you that will call for counseling for me. And yet, their pastor is on TV. You see that? That's very disrespectful. When they are going through something, Pastor, hello. I remember, yeah, I've been pastoring for a while. I mean, I've been close to 15 years now. It's not a joke. So I've seen all kinds of members, all kinds. All, name them. <laughs> pastoring is the way you see human beings like this. Wow, Lord, you created this one. <laughs> I'm not joking. Oh, boy. I'm telling you, I started at a very young age, so I asked. The other times I just look like, Lord, really? When you're going through counseling, they will text you. They have an issue, they will text you. Please, how do I go through this? But yet, you are not their pastor. Their pastor is one because he, he has fame, he has name, he has everything, he has a private jet, he has everything. Say, so, no, that's my pastor. That's not good. That pastor is not going to give account for you because he doesn't know you. Am I, am I making sense? He doesn't know you. But you are in a local church where everybody knows you. You are submitted there. You are committed there. They pray for you there. They help you in situations. We walk together as a family. We cover our shames together. Oh, you know, family goes through tough times. Everybody's going to go through tough times. I mean, I'm going to go through it too. We'll cover our shame together. We'll walk together. We'll, we'll build together. We'll see things move together. But we are a family. I remember some years ago, I remember earlier this year, I was going through an issue. Uh, my, my dad went through an issue, and it was it was quite a very serious issue. And my pastor was I know my pastor was in the conference. I knew, and because I was there, and <laughs> it was around two a.m. in the morning. 
And I texted him immediately, like, ah, see, this was it. Immediately responded and said, we will receive a miracle now. And not up to 30 minutes, there was not, the, the miracle happened. Because I had access. Because that's my pastor. That's why none of you can call me in this church and I will not show up. No, it's not possible. I will, we died there together. No matter the issue you are going through, we are, we are in it together. No matter the dungeon. Are you getting what I'm saying? I know it's, you are, everybody's, everybody's already looking quiet like, Pastor, can you move on to the next topic? This is preparation for camp meeting. How is this? How is it? But this is key. Are you getting what I'm saying? Some people put honor on somebody they've not seen before. They've not even attended their meeting before. They've not even got into the country where they are before. And that's the person you respect. And somebody is laboring over you night and day and you are not paying attention in the service. You can't, your life can't move forward. Then you'll be wondering why is your life stagnant? Why is things struggling? Why is, because you are not, you don't have order. No order in your life yet. You'll be wondering, okay, why is this going this way? Why is this going this way? Because there is no order. You've got to place order in your life. Think your neighbor say you've got to place order in your life. I'm not hearing your voice now. So the person who shows up for you, calls you, pray with you. You can ask the workers in this church. 90% of the prayers we pray is for you. Ask the workers, those in the workers in training. 90% of the prayers we pray is for you. That your eyes of understanding is enlightened. That you, are, you stand perfect and complete the will of God for your life. That your things are going better. As far as you are in this church, just know that so, prayer is on your head. You can't miss it. From the very day you step into this place, just know you have joined somebody's prayer list. And prayer, somebody is praying for you. So once you see difficulty and miracle just happen, just know one, one person in this church is praying for you. That's the truth. Somebody is praying. I'm praying for everybody. That's why we, we, we take accounts, we have lists, we know what we are doing because your lives must be okay. We cannot see to it that as a family, you join our family and you are going through a problem. No, we, we pray. That problem we go. Hallelujah. Because we are a family. We are a family. One of the trainees have trained all the workers in training. You pray for people. 90% of our prayers are for you. We pray for people. Your cell leaders in your several locations. I'm saying this because I know they're going to watch this in all our different churches. Your cell leaders are praying for you. They are laboring day and night, mentioning your name in prayers. That everything will go well with you. So once you see that things are just moving well, this is, it's, not, it's not ordinary eye. <laughs> it's because the people are praying. That's our responsibility. And we must take it well. That's why you come to our church. Our church doesn't seem like it's like an every other church. We know we are focused on what we are doing. You saw you came today, you have prayed 30 minutes. It's because we know what we are doing. We are not here for fun. If it is fun, we know how to play fun. Those of you that you know, you know. 
<laughs> Brogodi is laughing because he has never seen me in some dimensions before. <laughs> Till recently. When I dealt with him. When well, it's time for play, trust me. <laughs> but when it's serious business in his service, okay, don't worry, we're, having, we're going to have Thanksgiving gathering. We're going to have time, food and fun. Don't miss it, though. Thanksgiving night. We'll be in church. Food, fun, and game. So you will see us play. But Sunday service like this, ah, no serious business. Tuesday service, serious business. That time there's no who is pastor, who is not pastor. <laughs> on, to, on game and food, though. Ah. I don't know you, you don't know me. We, <laughs> we, we focus on the game. I don't trust you, you don't trust me. <laughs> I don't do pastor in that one. My pastor is seized that time. I pick it up after. <laughs> uh, yeah. Ask them. They'll tell you. I don't know. When is that, those are not the times we'll be singing. Hey, his glory all around. There's no glory all around that time. So that we were looking for, they call me Pluto Presido. <laughs> Are you still here? First Peter 5.2. Are you learning something this morning? First Peter 5.2. Look at what Peter had to say. So you see that these instructions are replete in scriptures. And I will be a bad pastor if I can't let you know this. 1 Peter 5.2. 1 Peter 5.2. It says, feed the flock of God, which is among you. So a lot of people come to church thinking church is a fun fair. No, it is not. Church can't be a fun fair. It can't be. No, it, it, it can't be. The, look at 1 Peter 5. It says, feed the flock. That responsibility is on us. It says, which is among you, taking oversight. Thereof, not by constraint, but willingly. That means as a pastor, I must be very willing to feed you. And I am. I'm, I might not be doing all the best job, but check SoundCloud. You know I'm trying. There's a series we taught yesterday. Hmm. The Falling World. I can't release it yet. I can't. We, we dealt with falling beings, supernatural beings, all the angels that rebelled against God, all of those things. We dealt with it. Not yet. Yeah, I can't let you hear it now. Those that are in service know it's good for them. But it will come out on SoundCloud after camp meeting. Don't worry. You will hear it. So, not willing, but by, it says, not by conscience, but willingly, not of faith and looker, but of a ready mind. So, that shows our responsibility. The work of a pastor. Pastor is the Greek word poeme in the Greek. It's like a shepherd, a flock. You know, how many of you have seen those headsmen before? Like, those people who um, take responsibility over um, flocks, like sheep. They lead them, they know how to feed them, they know how to talk to them. That's our responsibility. And how do we feed you is the word. 
So if you come to church and it seems like we are missing it, carry your bag and go. I see it so that I am always on my edge. I've been saying this since when we started this church. Anytime you come to this church and it is not, you just see us just missing it. They are not, the, the, way, the way they are doing certain things, they are not teaching the word, they are not praying again. Just carry your bag. Just say, ah, pastor has basleaded. Just be going. I, I'm telling you so that I will be on the edge. Just carry your bag and go. You just miss, probably have backslided. First Sunday you came, we did not pray, we did not study the word. We are just gisting. Maybe we're just watching video. Second Sunday, we say, okay. Third Sunday, ah! Just say, bye-bye. Supernatural community shows, bye. Because that means we are not ready to feed you again. Are you getting what I'm saying? That's our responsibility. That's my work. My work is to make sure that you are well-fed God's word. That you understand the word of God strong. You are growing in your spiritual life, your prayer life. You are growing. You know how to function with the things of the spirit. My desire is all of you in this church must be able to heal the sick. All of you should raise the dead. All of you should do many things. My work is to teach you how to do it. Give word of wisdom, word of knowledge. You know, those, that's my responsibility. I'm saying my responsibility and, I'll, and I've told you yours. And I'm still going to tell you yours. So we are both collecting the, the, the flogging. That's my responsibility. So the primary role of a pastor is to feed the flock. That's what all our cell leaders are doing in different locations. They are feeding you. So the primary work of the local church is to provide nourishment for your growth. Are you growing spiritually? No, you can't just say you are, you can't just be seated and just be coming for service and not commit and say you are growing spiritually. You are not growing spiritually. You have not committed. If you commit yourself, we will make sure you grow now. Because there's a structure we have that helps you to grow. But if you've not opened your heart to say you are ready to, okay, how do I, what do I do? We're not going to help you. Because God's plan for the church is my growth. So in a local church, the first thing, I will be nourished. I will be fed God's word. I will be fed God's word. So the job of a pastor is that the saints under his care, they are well fed. So that's why the pastor serves as an overseer, to see things properly, to make sure that things are going well. So the job of a pastor is spiritual fathering too. To make sure that everybody is in the right shape. Because we are in a family. Look at what Paul wrote in Galatians 4, 18. Let's go there. Galatians 4, 18. Galatians 4, 18. So you are committed, right? Yes, right, brethren? Yes, sir. Are we still in service? Yes, sir. Galatians 4, 18. On 19, let's look at 19, verse 19. He says, my little children, of whom I travel again, of whom I travel in bed again, until Christ be formed in you. 
Wow. That's the work of a pastor. You will pray again. You will travel again in bed till they grow. Yes, I love miracles of testimonies. I love testimonies. Somebody say, I got healed. I, got. I love that. But my greatest joy, and I believe that's the joy of a pastor, is to see that maybe last year, you were not serious with your spiritual life. This year, you've gotten somebody saved. That's my joy. This year, you've prayed for a sick. Maybe this year, you've not prayed for a sick. Next year, you raised the dead. That's my joy. Am I happy that, okay, testimony, that's good, but that's, that's still not really what, what I'm after. I want you to come and tell me, Pastor, I preached to somebody yesterday, and the person God saved, oh, wow. That's my greatest joy. That's why I'm laboring. That's why I'm teaching. That's why I'm here every day. So many commitments that I had dropped because of church. Yes. So many. Because this is my responsibility. This is my responsibility. To make sure that the flock is properly taught. So many, so many lifetime opportunities have dropped. That's the truth. Because of the flock. So the work of a spirit, the work of a father is spiritual father, and the work of a pastor is a spiritual father. To make sure that those people are those people are well taught. So the question is, who is performing that function in your life? Oh, you have so many multiple people. They don't know you, you don't know them, you're just watching them on TV. You are a fan. That person can't give account over your life. It's the person you see. Watch over you, pray over you, prophesy over you, lay hands on you, pray, walk you through those difficulties. That's your pastor. We, we complicate simple things. I know who I can talk to today if I go through issues. There are times we've done things in ministry and I will just, I'll just tell them, see guys, let me first talk to my pastor. I, I, can't, I don't have, ah, this one I don't know what to do. And I will get a wisdom. Are you getting what I'm saying? I travel a couple of times just because of those meetings that I need to be in. Because that's where I'm supposed to be receiving to from. So we complicate little things. Little things. You just, some people just take things casually. They look at the cell meeting, they say, she is just two people in the cell. I'm not coming back again. They forget that God's work is working there. Since when two or more are gathered, even if it's just you and the cell member, when two or more are gathered, he is there in their midst. Some will tell you, I'm sick, I'm not coming to church. It's because they don't understand that it's actually in church they can receive healing. What I, I used to share this experience many years ago. I was a preacher. I was leading people then too. Many years ago, then I used to. I was still a sickler. I prepared for a Sunday service. I did prepare my message, everything. I felt sick and I couldn't go to church. 
And the people I was supposed to preach to came to my house and came to tell me how the service was good. Ah, how did the service become good when I've not shared my notes? They said, ah, you missed. That was the day I knew that you can be a pastor. <laughs> service can go on at your back and the service will go very well without you. That's the day I took my call seriously. Since that day, even if I'm sick, I will still struggle. I remember when I was teaching people one series like that. I was still, it was even healing. My whole body was sick. I was just saying, power God was working in my body. You would not know. You would thought I was doing confession. I was actually speaking to myself. I said, the power of God is working in my body. He fetched the healing and the cure. <laughs> the headache that was dealing with me that day. I was on this place, so I was just telling you, the power of God is working. You can be healed. You, uh, me, that day I tried to not move too much. Because when the birthday, I said, you can be healed. The thing just beat me like, boom. I just my thing, my way, I just stay like this. Hallelujah. The power of God is working. <laughs> you guess what I'm saying? So, because a lot of people don't even understand what is in the gathering. When we gather like this and we are in one accord, we are a family. How many of you in your companies, in your workplace, they do all these teams meeting? And what's the essence of it? It's not as if anything is serious. So they just want to make sure that everybody is together, right? Everybody is in one accord with the vision. I don't know if you know what I'm talking about. Some, some, some companies, they will do reorientation for you. I remember I was working in one place at one time. After like every two months, they will reorientate us again to make sure that everybody is in line with the vision. Because we are in one accord. Those pastors you see on TV, you say their church is big, you want to go there. They also started like this, and people believed in them. People believe in them and stay. That's why they are where they are. But you want to go and attach yourself because you don't believe in the small one here. Are you getting what I'm saying? And that's, that's not too good. I'm talking about most of ourselves. You say, oh, it's those two. It's those, I want to go to the other fellowships. But you know the Spirit of God led you there. Why did you take yourself off the place? You know that God works in that place. Why did you leave? So the work of a pastor is to feed you. Look at Acts 6 verse 4. Look at what they said. Are you following me this morning? If you are following me, let me see your hands. All right. Acts verse 4. This was Peter in the early church. When they were going through some issues, they started feeding, they started doing everything. Ah, Peter said, hey, guys, in Acts so, see you. Look you among you in verse 3. Men of honest report, full of the Holy Ghost and wisdom, who were appointed over this business. So it was actually them that was feeding them before. That was serving food before. They say, hey, ah, this is too much. We can't. He say, but we, we give ourselves continually to, the, to prayer and to the ministry of the word. Our responsibility is to give ourselves to prayer and to the ministry of the word. We pray this morning, right? Everybody? Yes, 
Now we are feeding on the world. Are, are we doing that same responsibility? Ah. So your pastor is to feed you. So if someone is not feeding you, he's not pastoring you. I mean, not physical food, no. <laughs> I say, pastor, is there barbecue after service? No. <laughs> I mean, feeding you spiritually. <laughs> So a local church is as strong as its nourishment. You honor your leaders. You see them as God's vessel over you. Even those in your cell meetings, in your cell locations, no trade them. Maryland, high you, you see them. Ball State, you see them as God's responsibility over you. You grow with them. You fellowship with them. What is stopping you from bringing your friend to service this morning? But if it was a birthday party, Alpha, let's go. They are sharing food. Uh, you know what I'm talking about now. You call your friend for a birthday party now, right? Alpha, let's go. There's a food here. Let's go and party. But if it is church, you will stay. You will come alone. That's because you don't respect the place. Everyone is so quiet. It's like a pee drop. It's like we drop a pee drop. <laughs> Everyone's just looking at me like, Pastor, we've never heard this kind of sermon before. What is this? Before it's always who you are in Christ. How faith confession works. This is also how faith confession works. <laughs> Imagine all of us are saying to ourselves, Supernatural Commission is growing. Don't you know we'll grow? Uh-uh. We will reach the nations now. We are, already, we are already reaching the nations. Imagine all of us are now work. We now have more hands doing it. There will be more. There will be more work to do. More places are opening. In, the last, in this last week, about two locations opened up to us. But imagine we have more hands. Who are well fed? Who are well taught? What's stopping us from saying, you brother, go to that place, help us do the work there, we'll be paying, we'll, we'll, till you get a job and sort out everything, we'll be, we'll be paying for you. We'll be taking care of everything, just be helping the flock there. What's stopping that? But, but imagine it's just few hands just doing the work. I remember when I was much younger then, We'll come, only me will come to church, wet the floor, do everything. All the dust will have stained my clothes. I will never forget one sister and I came to church one day. I said, ah, our service is in that place. She looked at me up to down because she saw the door. She said, ah. She looked at me and said, where is church? I can't go there. You know the funniest thing? Later, she's now asked me for prayer. After a couple of years, I wanted to remind her and say, ah. Years ago, when I was inviting you to service, why did you not come? Why are you not asking me for prayer after maybe five years or six years after? So when I teach you, you're supposed to be a minister because that's how God's work is Intends, that's how God intends to build his church. 
The local church is strong as his nourishment. So a local church supplies you nourishment. I said we are not teaching God's word here. If we are not, uh, that's where you can say, okay, that's not a, that's not a, a good place. But there's no day you will come here we won't teach you God's word. No day. Morning, afternoon, night, evening. Prayer going on every time. Some people even ran away because the prayer was too much. But that is how the church is supposed to be. The church is a place of prayer. The church is a place of the word. Are you getting what I'm saying? Camp meeting is coming now. Some people just want to sit down in camp meeting. The who ask can say, Pastor, what should we do? How, how do we gather? What do we want to do in camp meeting? They will not even register. They will just be looking at me wondering, it's, they are not, it's not them they are talking about. And later you will say, we should give account for you. They will even come for the session. Even if they come, they will come late. And some people will fly down Travel down to this same Rochester. It shows this. You don't understand. Some people will sleep in uncomfortable places for this same camp meeting that is happening in your own house. I remember we had Mission is Possible 2021. Immediately after Mission is Possible, I went to Oklahoma after some months. Mission is Possible happened in, in August. I went to Oklahoma in, 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 in October. And as I got there, my friend picked me up from the airport and took me to a place. He said, I'm taking you deliberately to that place because it was your meeting that bettered us starting this church. Ah, I said, I don't understand. He said, follow me. And I went there. He took me in the night. He said, it was your meeting. And I wondered to myself. So you came all the way from Oklahoma, went back to your city. What happened to those who were there? Glory meeting last year, everybody saw visions. Including children saw angels. You, you've never sighed. You've never seen anything. We are now saying, come meeting is coming. You are not even registering. You are just wondering, they are not talking to me. And it's happening, you know. Some people, and that's how life is. You will keep looking for what is available for you. Your spiritual growth, your nourishment available in your very eye. Some people cherish it more. That's what happened in Jesus. Jesus went to his own hometown. The Bible says the, the people could not receive him. He could not do many, he couldn't do mighty miracles in his own hometown because they dishonored him. They would say, Is it not Jesus? So no, no. Some would say, Is it not the camp meeting? She be upstairs, they want to do it. I've been there now. Is it not that fellowship or is that not where we used to eat? Somebody healing campaign. Some people in this church did not come. And people came from different places, got healed and left. Planning to come back for a camp meeting. And you are in Rochester. So, as a local church, you must be, you, we supply you nourishment. We equip you. I know this is not the kind of service you like to hear. It's not the kind of service you, you like. 
Well, I think I'm telling you the truth, right? Yes, sir. Uh, if, if you don't believe I'm telling you the truth, let me see your hand. <laughs> if I'm telling you the truth, let me see your hand. Ah, that's the truth. I, I, let me tell you something. There's a meeting I go for in another country. And my roommates in, those, in that country, I, told, I tell them, I say, you guys don't understand what is in this man. I said, what do you think makes me buy a ticket, almost $2,000, three times every year for this meeting? They say, ah, you see, we don't understand. I say, you, because you, don't, you have commonized this. I say, every meeting, this is how I got started Supernatural Commission. This is how I received the call for ministry. This is the meeting I say, but you have the ability to see this man every Sunday. And you don't wake up early. I'm still the one waking you up for service. I tell them, I say, you guys... You, you guys seem to be daft, though. What do you think makes me travel three times, buy tickets, almost $2,000, $3,000, almost eight, three times every year for this meeting? Sometimes four times. I said, you guys are missing out. I tell you, I said, you guys are missing out. How meeting is coming? Some people just be wondering. And they're just saying it's camp meeting. Your church wants to do camp meeting. You are not going to, you are not even going to buy, we don't even say you should buy water. Just attend. At least even help us sweep share. No. Help us carry. No. Help us. No. You will just come there, sit down like a shama at that, or like a shy lady that everybody, like we are doing you a favor. You're not paying me. No, I'm not, I don't collect salary from Supernatural Community Church. And no cell leader does. All the money, all the offerings we get is for ministry. We send it to nations. By January, we'll give you an account of how much we spend this year. We send money to countries, send money to this. That's how we spend money here. Ministry. Ministry. For the betterment of our good. We say register, post it on your on your social media. No, but you will post. It's, you will post Beyonce. You will repost Beyonce's post. Just to repost your own church. No. I don't want people to know I'm going to church. And you're a Christian. Repost liar. No. Follow us on social media. No. Listen to the word. No. What? And you expect your life to move forward. These things are simple principles. You expect your life to move forward. This, you can't, God is not mock. It's what you sow, you reap now. It's in the scriptures. I have to tell you the truth. This is not what I'm supposed to teach you this morning. But I have to tell you the truth. Because camp meeting is coming. We are praying. We started praying. Some people don't even come for prayer meetings. They don't even know when church ever have prayer meetings. They just, when the announcement is coming, they, they don't even care because they just feel like they are not talking to them after service dinner Sunday. Sometimes even dinner Sunday, they will beg them to come to church. What do you think you are doing? But the funniest thing is, if they go to a very bigger place where there's about a one million people there, they can't try that there. Because they feel like you are doing us a favor. You are not doing anybody a favor by coming to church. It's not like you are not paying me. 
you're not being anybody. You're not doing anybody a favor by coming to church. It's your life. We just want you to grow. Simple. I'm not that kind of member looking for um, crowds so that I will not be, everybody will be worshipping me. No. I have my, that's why I'm doing some things in the secular. I have my ambitions. Ministry is not part of my ambition. Ministry is simply because God called me. Hey, you will not see me do posts and say, hey, I'm on social media and be doing welcome to service where they will be doing dressing room for pastor. Have you not entered our place? Is there a dressing room there? Is it not share a table? Are you getting what I'm saying? It's for your growth. The same thing with ourselves. Those of you that ourselves. I'm saying that because it's beyond you people, they are going to watch me in, in, others, in all of our other centers. Those of you yourselves, this is, no, your cell leader is not doing you a favor. It's your growth. Who will give account for your life? The pastor on TV who doesn't know you? Your church is organizing a meeting, all your cell is organizing, you say no. Prayer meeting, no. Weekly service, no. How, okay, how do I at least... Even at least, okay, my schedule is tight, which we understand. Okay, how, how do I at least, at least get involved in the week? No, no question like that. Even if they test you, you will not respond. <laughs> Everybody is looking at me like, ah, what's this guy saying? He was just looking at me like, what's this guy? Everybody's face is just strong like, ah. I'm going to beat you after service. <laughs> well, are we getting blessed? Are we getting blessed? Ah. So a local church supplies you nourishment, equips you, and you grow. You become someone that can function and be a blessing to others. If somebody asks you, how are you a blessing to others in this service? What would you say? You did not arrange here. You did not sweep. You are not part of the choir. No ushery. No, you are not part of the medical um, technical team. Nothing even in the information booth. You don't even know. You all you just want to do is just sit down and let the service wrap up and let me go home. The only way you are a blessing is because pastor say greet one another. In fact, if they did not say you will not have tried it. You know that as the sun will carry your back. <laughs> How are you a blessing? To, ask yourself a question. How did I become a blessing to others today? Because we are a family. So your being able to bless others is a function of your growth. You know, I stand this morning as a pastor teaching you because I grew. Right? Because they nurture me too. Right? Because I sat down and heard the word too like you at some point. Do you know that my desire eh, for all of you in this service and those of you watching me is that one day you will stand like this too and do what I'm doing. Not even one day. Not long from now. I want all of you to be able to teach and explain the scriptures properly. That's why we are here in this church. Let me just tell you. 
so that you can pray too. Because how will you be a believer and you can't pray? I saw a quote early hours of this morning. And I wrote it down and it blessed me. It says, most people won't support you until it is popular to support you. And that's the truth. Play for me, I close. So, what's my understanding of this? I must yield myself to what's going on in my local church. As I assembly with the believer, that is how I'm going to develop, right? That's how I'm going to grow. You cannot grow spiritually in isolation. You cannot grow spiritually by sitting at home. It's not possible. You cannot grow by saying the Holy Spirit is my pastor or by watching service online. Don't allow because technology has spoiled us to make mess of things. It was never in scripture that God will meet people online. It was not like that though. There was a physicality of an assembly. And let me tell you, you can't grow by just coming to church and just sitting there and taking notes. And even the notes said they forced you to take it. In fact, some people, they forced them to bring jotters. They don't care. You can't grow like that. You grow simply by committing to the church. What responsibility are you, Andy? What are you doing? Your growth is coming. You are developing. Gradually. Gradually. I'm standing here today because there is no department in the local church that I have not served in. I've done choir. I've done ushery. I've done technical. I've done altar boy that used to stand in front of pastor like this. There's nothing, there's nothing you want to say. <laughs> People is laughing because she remembers those. I'll just stand like that. I'll be happy the pastor carry Bible. There is no department or thing you want to say about church that I've not done. And I did it faithfully. Sanitation. In fact, that's where that's still the department I am in in church. In, even in supernatural competitions. I try my best sometimes to clean. Yeah, because <laughs> we are, it is a family. Imagine if the pastor is still cleaning church. You. Just sitting there, shama, shalidi. You can't grow like that now. Camp meeting is coming. November 15 to 13. So people, instead for them to start taking their exam and doing their assignment, it's that time they will start telling you, I did not know. You did not know. We still have one month to take off. Two days will not kill you now. Thursday and Friday, it will kill you. People are flying down. People have already taken off since. Flying down. Pastor, how do we help? Okay, how do we give? How do we do this? You, you are seated here every morning, every night. Nothing. Registration is open. You don't even know. Because you don't even follow us on social media. You don't. And you are always on Facebook, always on WhatsApp, everything, always on Instagram. But yet, it doesn't seem like it is you they are talking about. God will judge you. It's the truth. Because these things are serious. So I think we we turn a new leaf. You are in the cell watching us. 
we provide ways for you to come down. Don't bother. Come. Just, just say you. Just register. We'll provide the means for you to come down. There are some people in some other countries that are praying. Lord should give them visa so that they can come. You, you are here. It's just upstairs. Happening in your backyard. They started registering. The people that they are not coming home. They are still begging God for visa. They've registered. That shows they value it more than you that are sitting every day. So camp meeting is coming. Is all our, is all of us camp meeting, right? Right, guys. Is it our church camp meeting or their church? Right? Is it their church or our church? Right? Uh, so is our church camp meeting? We all work together, right? Supply every need, right? Put our efforts together. Invite people, right? Talk to you know, right? It's it's our family, right? Right, guys? Am I? Are you still angry with me? Have you forgiven me now? Let's now talk. Let's talk. Are we? <laughs> are you still angry with me? Ah, but uh, but I tell you the truth. Uh, so what's my responsibility? My responsibility is that I yield myself to the local church. So I must pay attention, right? To spiritual nourishment. And I will not limit how I will be a blessing to others, right? So as camp meeting is approaching, it's all of us that is doing it, right? We are all working together, putting parts together, saying how do we want to work together, right? How do we want to mobilize people, right? How do we want to do it together? You're asking questions, right? You're talking to people. Hey, pastor, what's what's going on? Oh, hey, sister, hey, brother, what's going on? What? How do I step in, right? Right. Yes, sir. And you make yourself available too, such that even if you cannot come at some days, it will be very reasonable. We say, ah, that brother, we know why he did not come. Not that it's just because you are very nonchalant. Because let me tell you. I won't lie to you as a pastor. I won't. And I'm not doing this so that you will come for the meeting. With or without you, the meeting will hold. That's the truth. I'm not doing it because of that. I'm only telling you what is in God's word. And I will be a bad pastor if I can't tell you the truth because you will be cheated. Because God too will also judge me and say, why did you not teach them? Right? Yeah, I will be judged that way. That why did you not teach them the truth? Because you will say on the last day you didn't know. Abina, you say, they ask you, you say, I don't know. No, now say, why did you not teach them? I've taught you now. So now you know. <laughs> are you getting what I'm saying? We are all working together, doing it together. So we are a family. We don't gossip one another here, right? We walk in love, we work together, we help one another, right? We, we fellowship with one another. We are there for one another. We support one another. Because we are what? We are what? We are what? Thank you, Lord. Right by we be on our feet. Let's just pray for ourselves this morning. Pray for yourself. Are there areas you need to repent? You need to make adjustment about? Pray for yourself this morning. Let's make that adjustment over ourselves. Just pray for your life and make those adjustments, make those corrections. Make those corrections this morning. Lift your voice and pray. 
Mando Sefrekala Bratis, said the Braga the Braga the Dosha. Lift your voice and pray. Hold somebody's hands. You are holding your brother, you are holding your sister, and you are just holding them and you are praying for one another as a family. And we are praying for one another as a family that we are much better, we are much effective from now on. That as a family, we are effective, we are better now. Mande prosafagadisa rete prokoska fara baraske te bradish lipro sufre keskataya rete bragata shukre debara irremanante zepratika lundo broko sefraga eshalabarate kuskumpalate lembarata kiska lente krosha deseparanamante zusefradaga flowing with the local church mando sefredesa Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. That will do better. Say, I will do better. My commitment is on fire the more. Thank you, Lord. 